Hey everyone, it's Brittany, and we are on episode 77. Welcome to the Know, Like, and Trust show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. All right, today, you guys, we are going to talk about one of those super confusing topics, the ideal client avatar. Yes, the target client, your niche. Side note, it's niche, not niche. Just going to throw that out there. Okay, off my soapbox. (laughs) I did a mini training on this in my Instagram stories several weeks back, and I've never gotten more feedback on anything as I have on this training. I know it hit a mark, and here's why. It's super confusing. I mean... This whole ideal client avatar thing sets you up to feel like you are less than and you don't know what to do in your business. Honestly, there are so many things in marketing and business that I feel this way about. They're not that hard. People tell you that they're hard. And then you're like, wow, this is really hard. I need to hire someone to fix this for me. This is one of those things. And the ideal client avatar is confusing because there's a lot of marketing and branding jargon thrown around when people talk about this. Also, because there's so much weight in this topic and all the experts both make it sound really important and simultaneously do nothing to break it down for you in a way that feels approachable. So let's break down that confusion. I'm not going to be the expert that doesn't tell you how to fix it. I'm going to tell you piece by piece why it matters, how to apply it to your own business, and then what to do with it once you've got it down. First, I prefer not to talk about the subject in terms like an avatar. It feels unapproachable. So depending on who you are and what your background is, you either think an avatar is the picture you choose for your Netflix profile character or that fantastical world of Pandora. If you don't know what either of those are, sorry, I probably just dated myself. (laughs) Now, you might see me use the phrase ideal client when I'm teaching out there in the interwebs, even though it's not my favorite term. Why? I'm meeting my students where they're at. If that's the term they're familiar with, it's what I'll see, it's what I'll use until they're in my world, like here on the show. So here we are in a more intimate setting and I've got more than your passing attention, unlike when you're scrolling through Instagram. So we can talk about this in my terms, which is your best client. So let's throw out target market. Let's throw out that niching down idea. Let's throw out the ideal customer avatar. Let's just call them your best client. One, you know what the word best means. You know what the word client means. So we're not setting up a bunch of jargon around a subject. And two, this is all you need to know about them, that they're your best client. Your best client is the person that you can serve best. Not serve well, not serve decently, but serve best. They have a particular problem and you have a particular skill set that perfectly solves that problem. Yes, I went a little Liam Neeson there. It's okay. But unlike our buddy Liam, the best client scenario goes a step further. Your particular set of skills aren't going to make you a nightmare for people, but an absolute dream. Because not only do your knowledge and skills solve the exact pain point they're experiencing, you do so in a way that matches their personality or their energy or vibe or whichever way you want to describe this. If you've worked with me, you know that I come at this from the side of core values. Okay, so let's jump forward a bit, and then I'm going to give you some concrete examples here. If you've niched down correctly, and you're showing up online consistently, 
This best client will find you easily. The content you're putting out there is attracting them with ease. You're filling your latest program or course without any struggle. If, however, you're still speaking to a broad market, you're in the opposite situation. Your last course launch was a flop. You're probably struggling to show up consistently for your business because you're not sure what to say, or when you do finally post, you get crickets in response and you're feeling like, why bother posting again? Knowing exactly who you're speaking to, that best client, gives you one of the tools to show up. When you know who you can best serve, you know what to say to them. At this point, you just need a system for organizing your content and posting regularly, so go check out the show up system for that. You can find it at theshowupsystem.com. If you need help with generating content ideas, organizing the ones you have, or repurposing content you've put out in the past, the show up system will tell you how to do all of that so you can show up for yourself, your business, and for the greater good online. All of that's in the show up system. Go check it out. Back to our ideal client avatar talk here though. Let's go to a concrete example. Let's say you're a life coach who helps women in their 30s get control of their lives and find themselves again in that post-divorce phase. Conventional wisdom says you've got yourself your ideal client avatar, a woman in her 30s post-divorce. Conventional wisdom also says that now that you've chosen your avatar or niche or target market, you should only cater to them. There are two problems that are going to come up pretty quickly in your business, and you're going to experience them if this is all that you've done with that ideal client avatar. In this scenario, Let's say you've got a framework that moves your clients through mindset adjustments around who they are in the world. You know from experience of working with clients that it has to be done in a certain order or you can't get the results that you promise. And you've put out a program or a course online, you know, guiding them through this process so you can help them thrive after divorce. So problem number one, you're going to find women that have a wide range of capacities, either, you know, emotional, financial, what have you a wide range of mindsets, and definitely a wide range of personalities in that women in 30s post-divorce group. So Cheryl is 35. She's got three kids. And after a 12-year marriage, she's really just struggling. She's going back to work. She's managing the three kids and feeling like she's less than after the marriage failure. She knows she needs to take care of herself. So she seeks you out. But since she's so short on time, she wants to skip a few weeks of your program and, you know, just get to the good stuff. Or better yet, not even take your program, and can't she just hire you for a VIP day and get a quick fix and back to her life? Tanya, on the other hand, is also 35 with a few kids and knows she needs to take care of herself first, oxygen mask style. She seeks you out and immediately enrolls in your program. So which one is your best client? Technically, they're both your ideal avatar. And, well, they both want to give you money, so aren't they both your best client? I think we both know the answer's no. Tanya, yes. Cheryl, no. Okay, that's problem number one. Problem number two. There are women who aren't in their 30s whom you know you can also help, but you followed the expert's advice and market to women in their 30s. And now in the last week, a 57-year-old and a 26-year-old both reached out and asked if you can help them, if your program might be a good fit for them. So again, they're technically not your ideal client. This is where your best client comes in. Both of these women can absolutely be your best client if you determine you can truly help them. You'll want to ask some clarifying questions, of course. And through that, maybe you decide you can't best serve the 26-year-old because she doesn't have kids and her life is just too different from your typical client. Maybe you decide that doesn't matter and your framework crosses age boundaries and you can absolutely help her. That's up to her. You get to say yes or no. So let's take a pause here for a minute because you might be thinking, Brittany, it sounds like you're saying I don't need a niche at all. No. 
That is not what I'm saying, guys. You do need a niche. Every time you make a business decision, you should be asking if it will serve your best client well. Every time you design a new product or service, you should be thinking of how your best client will respond to it. Is it something they think they need? Not just something you know will help them, for example. And most definitely, every time you sit down to write a Facebook or Instagram post, you should be writing to your best client. Just know this, that best client may have variations. She might be 35, like Cheryl or Tanya, or she might be 57 or 26. She might have four kids or maybe just one. A lot of this is going to depend on your specialty and how rigid your service is. If your service truly only works for women in their 30s, by all means, use that as a boundary. But if one of these 57 or 26-year-old women is so close in mindset and life quality to that 35-year-old, there's no reason you can't serve her. I call these shoulder clients. They're clients that might not fit the ideal customer avatar perfectly, but you can still help them. They're a shoulder width away from your best client. There's no reason you have to say no to them if you don't want to. So here's what I recommend. Write out who your best client is. Spend some time stalking them online. There's plenty of ways to do market research. Some people will tell you to go do 10 customer calls, you know, get on the phone or Zoom with a bunch of people, ask them a bunch of really intimate questions. And there is a time and a place for that. Largely when you're designing your first program, when you're going to put a big program out there online, things like that, you're going to want to do those things. But for this exercise, you don't need to do that. What you will want to do is spend some time seeking them out online. Who are they following? Where are they going to eat? Do they even eat out? Are they ordering water at every restaurant or always ordering a drink? What brand of clothing do they favor? Are they wearing comfortable shoes or stylish heels? Which Netflix show are they going to binge next? Or are they not even watching Netflix or not even watching TV? So I want to point out, I didn't ask you to find out their age. These conventional demographics don't matter as much as you probably have thought. What matters is how they think. So once you're done at that stocking, sit down in front of your computer or journal and write a few pages out as if you were that person. Drop into their consciousness. Think the way they think. What are they thinking? What drives them to be better? What keeps them tossing and turning at night? What makes their eyes glaze over during the day? When they get on the phone or text with their best friend, what are they saying? Last time they talked with their mom, what were they saying? Is it all superficial? Is it deep? Do they have a close relationship with their parents or their best friends? Or are they more surface level? These are the kinds of things you want to know about your best client. This is how you get those, how did you know what I was thinking responses? Because all of this best client stuff, it leads to a great brand message. A great brand message will allow your best client to feel understood by you. You'll note I didn't say they understand you, but rather they feel understood by you. This is the key, folks. Everything we've ever talked about on the show comes down to this one thing. No like and trust, it all leads to them feeling understood by you, not making them figure out who you are. All of marketing is just getting your brand message out there by packaging up products to serve this one idea. Your best client wants to feel understood by you. And to take it to another level, they want you to believe in them too. Back to our post-divorce care coach, 
They want you to believe in them that they can have a new glorious life in a very different world from the one that they are used to. That's why they're coming to you. When I say things like you need to know your best client's pain points so well that when you speak about them, they literally feel like you're ripping words out of their head, that's because this is how they will feel understood by you. When people feel understood by you, they forge a connection, a bond with you. You see this online when they casually throw out the, she's my virtual BFF phrase. You don't need to worry about your ideal client avatar. I mean, if you can't sit down and write out those journaling pages I mentioned before, then by all means, give your best client an actual avatar. Give her the name Jane and decide she's a 20-year-old career gal who just discovered her poor gut health is the cause of her skin problems. There's nothing wrong with using an avatar if it helps you to write your marketing message out and get it out there. If having an actual avatar for your best client allows you to show up consistently for your business online, by all means, use the avatar. But don't let that term stop you from getting out there. Having a vague idea of who you can best serve, writing to exactly that person in a passionate way and then helping them, that is all you need to do. All right, guys, I hope this has helped you. I know I got a lot of good response from Instagram stories on this. I got messages from people saying, oh my gosh, this makes so much more sense now. I got messages from other coaches saying, I'm going to use this best client idea to describe it to my own clients because they always get stuck on the avatar idea. And as a brand strategist, as somebody who helps people define their own branding messages, nothing does my heart better than knowing that I've helped people. So If you have found value in this episode, please drop in and leave me a review on whichever podcast platform you are currently listening on. I'd be ever so grateful. And if you have any thoughts that you'd like to add to this episode, I'd love to hear them. Feel free to reach out. On Instagram, you can find me. I am Brittany Gardner. And of course, my website is BrittanyGardner.com. In the meantime, go check out the Show Up System. It is my latest product to help you show up consistently online like we were talking about in the middle of this episode. Until then, guys, I will see you later. Next week's a great episode. I can't wait for you to hear it. 